Yahweh. Hello. It has been a wonderful day so far and the beautiful, beautiful weather that you have made outside. I truly cherish of what I see and perceive that you have allowed me to, that you have placed me into. Open my heart and my mind to the message that you want me to reveal towards the people as well as myself, because there's always something to learn within your words, within your scriptures that have not always been shown to each of our eyes because our eyes can only see what we look for at times. And I sometimes are able to grasp something mistakenly as a lot of things come out of either mistakes or things that were not purposed for what they initially wanted to be purposed for. So today I ask that you please just pour into me the Holy Spirit, Yahweh. Lead me into your eyes and your mind. Use your words through me. Thank you, Jesus. Guide me within this passage and within this night. Guide me within this day. Help us meditate on these scriptures that come to mind as we go through life and as we read your word daily. Amen. Hello. Now that we've prayed in, welcome. I just want to say thank you for coming to the second episode of the Christlike Podcast. I'm Just King, your host, and this is part two of our conversation talking about following Christ. Now, as we know, we started off talking about what it means to follow God through his representation, what Jesus did, the reason why we follow him specifically, which is because he is the, I would say, I like to call him the first fruit of God. He is the first creation that watched and built everything with him and talked to him and was with him and was sent down and sacrificed himself for our sins. And through that sacrifice on the cross for our sins, we walk into this new being to represent him within our actions going away from the sin that we have given to him on the cross. In this episode, the topic of discussion will be how to represent him in action, while also a few examples and different meanings behind representing him in action daily. Because there is a difference, one's a bigger version of the other, but it's an interesting concept that I felt led to talk about today. And as we already have prayed in, I want to start on the first thing, which is love. Walk in love. Love your neighbor. Love your father. Love yourself. Within 1 Corinthians 13, verse 4, it says, Love suffers long and is kind. Love does not envy. Love does not parade itself. Is not puffed up. Does not behave rudely. Does not seek its own. Is not provoked and thinks no evil. That went into uh, verse 5. And what this means overall from my take is, there's always something new that we can take from the scriptures that we read. It says sacrificial. All of these things that it says that is not are all selfish things. So in order for us to move within love, uh, a Christ-like love, a love that is a love that is selfless, we have to realize that God has made us into perfect beings for what He has created us to be. But in order for us to be that perfect thing, in order for us to be moving within what he has us to do, to represent him in action, we must be selfless within action. We must be sacrificial in ourselves for others' well-being and not too consumed in who we are as a person. And that will be the definition of how we can dwell more in who God is within us. As we do this, we will then be a Christian not only in name, but also within action. Another point within representing God, representing Christ and his sacrifice, will be having a healthy balance within the mission God is leading us within. 
while also balancing the things that you may want to enjoy within a godly manner. That's an interesting thought because when I think about that, it's it can confuse people within that. One reason could be because some don't really want to do what we're told. Like if we know that we're supposed to hold hands crossing the street, I don't always want to hold your hand. And mind you, I'm saying this in the context of just anything. Let's say we're we're three-year-olds and, you know, we, we feeling all good and we feeling bad by ourselves. And then our parents like, hold my hand while we cross the street. It's like, I don't want to hold your hand. I, can, I know how to do this. I left, right, left, keep walking. But we have to realize that we can't do this by ourselves. We have to realize that in order for us to do these things and enjoy life, we have to look to God. But it's not just looking to God, because just like within the analogy, I never said that they were picking, they were picking us up, carrying us across the street. There are still things that we can do within our own free will. God wants us to go into the actions, the mission, and the, the vision that he places upon each of our hearts. But he also wants us to have fun while we're doing it. We're not slaves. We're children. Children of God. We're to be Christ-like with an action. And what did Christ do? He went place to place, preaching the word. He was within his father's house. But he went to many events. He went to, he went to dinner parties, like on the Sabbath or Pentecost. He went to weddings. That's one of the most popular things. That's where his first miracle was. And he was within the streets. He was with the people. He was, he was having a good time. But at the same time, it's him focused on a mission that was greater than ours. Because ours is just fulfilling our duties and making sure that we're agreeing to the covenant more and more daily so that we may be able to be with God and be with Christ in the future within the heavenly state that we are meant to be in. He died for our sins and we're to be here in fulfilling the wishes that God wants us to do. To be here and to, which is interesting because this is a piece of the message that was within the group chat that I'm in, created with purpose. And one of the leaders spoke of being here and waiting for Christ to come back. But as we wait, we're supposed to bring others towards the faith, minister to others, which I'll go into a little bit later. But... The main part is we're not here to just go to work and go home. Not within the physical, not within the spiritual. The spiritual is always a battle, but praising God and uplifting prayers and, and just being blessed and walking in joy and walking in the fruits of the Spirit is just so much good within each of our actions that we can do. We have to see that there's a, there has to be a balance within who we are within Christ and who God has made us to be. Because yes, we can go help out the homeless. We can go and give other people live selflessly and give towards, but he wants us to have fun. We're his kids. So he gave us the sense and he gave us the spirit of, of wanting to travel the world and wanting to eat delicacies because we're kings and queens. We, we, we are royalty. Like he wants us to enjoy these things. Of course, he doesn't want us to overindulge. He just wants us to, to enjoy life while doing his mission. Our life in itself it's a representation of God. So if we just walk in within enjoyment, but then not within the mission and ministering to people and talking about God daily or weekly or however much you feel comfortable within God, because he goes with you at your pace that he has made you to go within, then there may be a problem or a misunderstanding if you're doing one but not the other. The next point, which I feel like connects to this deeply is let God deal with you personally. 
uniquely. Internally welcome him into each situation. Guide your mind into the thoughts of Christ. Your consciousness is not just your own. At times it is not your own at all. At times it is not God's. At times it is not the enemy. For you must discern and perceive what is around you at a conscious state. When I was younger, I found myself being more discerning and conscious of my surroundings than other people. And it was nice. It was fascinating. But it, I, was a, I was a Christian boy, so I've been in a faith for a long time, but I went away. I wasn't fully committed at a young age, so I still had that consciousness. I still had that focus. I still acknowledged God as my God, Jesus Christ as my Savior. The difference now is that when I speak, when I talk to people, I think of how God will interact with those people. When I move, when I read the book, the Bible, I think of how and interpret how Jesus is moving. An example, I'm not sure if I brought this up yet, but what's something that Jesus says in the Bible? Truly I say unto you, or assuredly I say to you. And I'm a poet, so wordplay and how words are spoken is something that just hits me, like in, in a special place. I'm just like, he said, truly, I say unto you, which it, you might not understand it. It's, it's not for everybody at times for, for things that just get, get me going. But when Jesus says, truly, I say unto you, it's, it's like he, he's making a, pro, a proclamation. Like, hear me. This I tell you truly and sincerely. My words are about to pique your knowledge, but you may not perceive what is about to be said. So listen closely, and my words will be able to awaken your spirit that you know not of yet, because the Spirit has not come. When we look at how God moves both in the Bible, within the people around us, as well as how He speaks to us, because if we perceive and look for God within the world, He'll show Himself. If we look for God within the people around Him, around us, excuse me, He'll show Himself. The main point of us looking for Him is for Him to be found. Of course, he's not hiding. It's just that our spiritual eyes aren't necessarily open to find him at times. We are in a physical world and God is such a being. He is a concept of being. Some would call him a concept, but I feel like that's derogatory. So in each and everything that we do, eating, we pray because we thank him for the food. If it's not good for us, we'd be like, God, um, I know this is a cheesesteak. And I know, I know I had, I had three this week, but... Cause you, cause you bless it. So I don't, so my diabetes don't be rising through the roof. Thank you, Jesus. And he'll do it. Sometimes he won't just treat your lesson, but he'll make sure that he gets you out of it. Looking to God because he is our father within each and every single thing that we do, each situation that we're within. Because when we look into the Bible and we look at his scriptures, as that is another way that he talks to us, we realize that within certain things of frustration, we can realize, okay, be slow to speak, be slow to anger. If we're frustrated, if we're mad, say we're mad at our spouse, say I'm mad at my wife, that's just not here yet, but you know. One thing that I remember when I was frustrated one time, I don't know where it is, but the verse I believe I'm paraphrasing is, the sun shall not set on my wrath, meaning don't go to bed mad, don't go to bed angry at the end of the day. And how do you do that? One option, which is the next point, is praying continuously. I like to talk to God throughout my day. I pray before I leave the house. I thank Jesus for getting me home safely. I pray before I go into work. After I left the house, I pray before I go work out. Um, 
if I'm feeling some type of way, I speak openly because God is around us as well as within us. And yeah, just praying continuously as a piece of opening up your life to Christ, to God, to Yahweh. Because if you're more personal with him, as this is a relationship, that's why when I say a Christ-like lifestyle, then is living and praying and talking to God continuously throughout your day because he is your father. He is our father. The things that we do and that we understand is it's very limited. We don't know exactly what to do at times, and that's where God comes in. He's our father. It's like a, what was I supposed to be doing today again? I think you gave me an idea or asking for little things. Just don't be afraid to ask him. Don't put him on a... Don't put him in a box of what you can ask for. Ask him for everything. Ask until he tells you not to ask for that. And that's something that I'm actually going through because at this season, I'm asking for things and I'm minimizing what I pray for. I'm minimizing for what I say. I'm minimizing how I feel because I'm trying to be Christ-like, but I'm learning in this time that as I'm praying continuously, God knows everything that I'm doing and he knows that I'm trying, but I have to just give everything to him. And if something's wrong, he'll correct it. I'm trying to be, it's like preparing for a test, but the difference is that the teacher already knows the answers and what you're going to answer within those times. He's just trying to see you put the work in to do it while being yourself while doing it. God wants to see your full self. He wants to see who you truly are within him and to see who you have been made and created into that he has created you into. It's similar to making a car. You want to see the car drive, right? You want to see it go down and travel so many places. You want to see your creation move within its intended purpose. Thank you, Jesus. But always remember, as Colossians 3.17 says, Whatever you do, no matter what it is, in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus and in dependence of him, on him, excuse me, giving thanks to God, the Father, through him. As we do everything and do all of our pieces of action, and whether it's ministry or playing a game or a sport, do it within Christ. Of course, you don't have to be like, thank you, Jesus, for giving me that win. I mean, you can't. I mean, I do that sometimes. Because when I'm losing on a, on a fighting game or something, I'll be like, all right, God, you're a God of the impossible things. I'm about to, I'm one hit. But it doesn't have to be minimized. Do everything with God. And when you do everything with God, give thanks to him. Have dependence on him. The question is, how can we do this in more specific ways daily? Within that topic, I will say dying daily and being in the word daily are two things that I, I connect with wholeheartedly. because. If we forget these things, it's connected to our habits. Just like when they say it takes a certain amount of days to gain a new habit, you realize that a lot of things are easily lost and it takes a lot of work for it to be kept until you get within the movement of it. But you mustn't let your guard down. Dying daily is accepting Christ in your heart, recognizing that you have sinned in the past and you may have sinned in that day, depending on what time you've prayed. I mean, shoot, you could have saw something on your phone before you came into your prayer closet 
or got on your phone before going to God, the little things could be a sin, but it's in reflection of your character of the more that you do these things, the more that you die daily, the more that you give yourself to Christ, the more that you are conscious of the decision that you're making every day to follow God, to follow Christ's example, and being in the word to gain more of a visual example of what to do, how to do it, and how it was done before, then, then, that is when you will be able to feel more and more of these habits within your daily. So you can not just ask yourself, am I doing the things that God has, has tasked me to do? Because that might be something that that you that that's normal honestly i ask myself that all the time and what do i do i talk to god daily i'm i'm asking him i'm i'm saying is there anything that you want me to do today like is there anything before i go to bed that and of course there's a lot of things like pray pray forgive this person take a walk and the more that we pray and the more that we're in the word we're able to understand what god means by certain actions we're able to understand his words within recognizing and deciphering okay your tone was like this when you said this your actions were like this when you said this an example would be for me the one that came up to me to my mind right now thank you holy spirit was when jesus was about to go and basically sacrifice himself and be given to the jews he told his followers he told the disciples in plain text that he would not be with them for much longer and they were like, oh, now we know that you, now we know that you're the great one. Now we know that you're the most high. Now we know that you, you, you are, you're a savior because you speak in truth and you speaking it to where we understand you. Like we understand you now. And then what he says after that is like, now do you believe me? And I used to think of that as him being smooth because, you know, the truly I say unto you, it's like, I just think of Jesus as a smooth dude, just walking around, just, just speaking poetry, everybody all confused, just, just baffled. Like, what, what did he just say? It's like, I'm, I'm just, I'm just in awe and, and amazement, but I don't even understand what just happened. They spirit just all just befuddled and everything. And in this text, I was thinking of it like that too, to where he was like, now do you believe me? But then as I read more, I was thinking of his personality as not really mocking them but feeling as though they disrespected him with saying, oh, now, because it's such, it sounded so, trying to find the right word for it, it sounded so belittling for them to say, oh, now we believe you after all. It's like, you've been following me for how many years? We've been place to place. You've seen me do miracles. You've seen me do wonders. You've seen me walk on water. You've seen me do all of this. And just because I spoke regular texts instead of Shakespeare, you gone understand now i appreciate the excitement but now you believe me now you believe me really okay i'm not going to be mad about that i'm just going i'm just going to address it and that's one truth that i really appreciate so being within the word and representing him and just doing these things daily being in the word the more we're in the word the more we're able to understand what it means the more we're able to get a context and get a a human realistic point of view on it because it's scripture but it's also like a play so if somebody was to act out the the bible we're able to do things like this and be like how do you want this to play out as i read this i see a bit of of, of tension between these two so i'm going to have this this and this and based off of this tone of words and as we know god as we know christ as we know peter as we know paul or whoever may be in the scene that they're creating 
let's create this, that, and the other. As we move daily within the word, we're able to understand it and we're able to perceive the necessary tone within each of the contexts of the wordings. The next point will be ministering to the people around us after we understand the word while we're dying daily and recognizing who we are within Christ. I like how these, I like how a lot of these come together, honestly, because as we die daily and as we are within the word, we're recognizing who Christ is within us and we're recognizing the humility and the humbleness that needs to be done. Because if you die daily, you're recognizing that you are not perfect within your flesh. You are not the one that is going to save everybody. You have a purpose that God has chosen for you. And there are certain things that you just won't be able to do because only God can do. Yahweh wants the glory within all of the actions that we do. And if we die daily, we will recognize that. As we are within the word, we learn about the fruits of the spirit and we're able to walk in those because we're being humble, because we're looking to God and not looking towards ourselves. And then when we're ministering towards other people, they see the actions, they see the sacrifice, they see the word being spewed out by our actions, being spewed out by our words. Really, it's God's words being spewed out from us. We're able to show the people around us what it means to be Christ-like. Because the overall meaning of this path, of this walk, is to walk in love, to be the example of a Christ-like lifestyle. So in order for us to maintain all of these things daily, we have to go from one to the other to the other, but not to think of impressing or changing the person that we're being this in front of. Right now, when I say ministering, you can minister to people without even saying a word to them. You can simply just move with an action. People are always watching. As we walk in love and have this Christ-like lifestyle, people will see us fall and see how we rise up again. At times, that will be unavoidable. As we are not people that are living within isolation, we are witnesses to others and others are witnesses to us. Witnesses to our testimony, to other people's testimony. And as we do this, as we are shown to fall at times, to be broke down, to become more malleable within the Lord's word, within the Lord's task that he has for us. People are able to see us in the light of Christ and will be able to view us unknowingly at times as a mentor or as a, a great example. If you walk within God on the daily, showing love to the people around you that don't even like you, you may turn somebody a Christian without even knowing it. Because if you're spewing what the word says, if people ask you, what is your thoughts on this? Similar to how I am at work, I usually say that I'm Christian within my viewpoint of a certain conversation so that they can understand my thought process on it, but also understand where it comes from. So to look towards where you're going, how God is going to bring you to that solution, and then to look around and to help the people around you that is within your path and showing love and being sacrificial within your ways and to at times be crumbling and to rise up with Christ and not to rise up going back to the iniquity that we're used to from habit in our past. People around us that are watching us will be able to see that 
this path with God is something different. They'll be amazed. Of course, different people are going to react differently, but some may be amazed because everybody loves an underdog story. Oh, he was falling. He was at the very bottom. He had nothing. And then next thing I know, he, he was able to rise like nothing happened. I saw his tears. I saw him break down. I saw him not know what to do with himself. I saw him almost go, go insane. But then next thing I know, he, he stood up, praised God and kept it moving. Put on some worship music. I didn't know what was happening. All I know is that this man prayed every morning after that, kept focus. Anytime I brought up the, the situation, he was saying that he was like, God is good. It is a struggle at times, but I'm moving. I cannot stay stagnant. I must be steadfast within the Lord. And then he kept moving. A man of purpose. And I realized that I want to be a man of purpose. I want to be a man with this intent, with this sort of, sort of vigor, this, this intensity of, of where I want to be and just being reminded. And then next thing you know, they can ask you, how do I give my life to Christ? How can I be like you within the ways that make myself better into the person that I know that I want to be. At times, they may not even start at wanting to be a Christian. They start at just wanting the lifestyle, being disciplined, being steadfast, being loving and kind, being able to be charismatic and selfless within certain ways that show a strength that is indescribable to the, to the normal man. As Psalm 1 verses 1 through 2 says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seats of the scornful. But his delight is in the Lord of the law, excuse me, in the law of the Lord, said that backwards. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Overall, what I'm trying to say here is to represent God and to represent him daily. We need to walk in love, be sacrificial within our actions, and recognizing God within all the things that we do while putting in the work to get closer to him. Remember that this is a lifestyle, a relationship, not a religion. There are things that we do routinely, but that is based off of discipline. Those routines can change when God tells them to change. When you feel like this isn't working for you anymore, don't keep doing them unless the Lord, unless it's something like praying. Like if you're praying continuously and you feel like God isn't hearing you, keep praying. That's obviously not what I mean. I mean, if you're waking up at this time, trying to wake up at this time, you're just not waking up at that time. But the Lord is waking you up like two hours later and or two hours earlier and you may be feeling like a, a, a pressure at that time that, to wake up and you're just like, but I, I usually wake up at this time like things are, are being pushed in a different direction that you're used to that are not routine, then that means that your relationship with God is changing. You need to follow God to where he's bringing you to go. Daily try to look and recognize where God is trying to have you perceive things, where he wants you to discern where he wants you to talk to the people that are of his kingdom and that are strayed away from the kingdom. Walk in love. Recognize the sacrifice of Christ and sacrifice a piece of yourself to be like Christ. Love one another just as you love yourselves. I'm taking this word in as I speak it because love has been a topic for me for about six months now. Understanding what love is, as love is Christ, love is God. But it's going to take time. Every day, as long as you're trying to do something different that's pointed towards God, is what matters. Every day, as you just take a bit of time to give God your time, because we get it from God, just give him back a little bit of what he has given you. If you open your eyes today, then he's already given you just enough time to say, thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Recognize God on a daily basis, brothers and sisters. 
Wow, I just feel I feel nice and filled from from speaking all of that. I thank you, Yahweh. That was beautiful. I love y'all always and forever. Even if you say that and you don't feel it, say it until you do. As it says to meditate on the word daily, meditate on it. Let it be consumed. Let it marinate. Let it surround you. Say it daily and just look at each word and each word, what it means and what it means together. Read the sentence backwards. Okay, it says day and night. Okay, night and day. Okay, daily. Meditate. Meditate daily. Daily meditate. Day and night. So what does meditate mean? Well, I'm definitely going to be meditating on that myself because it's, it's truly a blessing to just sit here and just embrace the presence of God. I love y'all. That's it for today. And don't forget to like, subscribe, follow for the next episode. And thanks again for everyone who's listening. God bless.